the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. It is indeed, and a good morning to you. Thank you for waking up. And are indeed. Good morning. Hour number two underway now at uh, nine minutes past ten o'clock. Thank you so much for being with us on this Thursday, the twelfth morning of the ninth month of the year of our Lord, twenty nineteen. Never more important than the anniversary of nine eleven to remember that we are Americans and the type of unity that Americans showed, displayed, and lived in the aftermath of nine eleven is long, long gone. Will we ever return to a time like that? Short of another catastrophic attack on our country. That is something we can only ponder. Joining us now to discuss that and more is our good friend, Dr. Everett Piper. He is, of course, the former president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University, now a columnist for the Washington Times and a best-selling author. Uh, Dr. Piper, good to have you back here in Northeast Ohio. How are you, sir? Doing great, Bob. It was good to be in your neck of the woods last week at this time. I was so glad to, that I was able to help facilitate that. You have, you worked with some very fine people, with my friends Khalid and Dan, with the American Trinity Project. I know the uh, Liberty Lounge is a great success, and I know they were very, very happy to have you there with a great, important talk. So so th- thanks for that. Um, Doctor, before we get into <clears throat> some of the issues, including your most recent column for the uh, for the Times, I wanted to ask you uh, about your reflections on 9-11. I, every year for the last 18 years, since literally, well, 17, I guess, because it was the first anniversary on, in 2002, uh, on the air, I devote my entire show to 9-11 memorializing uh, and uh, commemorating the day and talking about its impact moving forward. So uh, even though it's a day late now, I wanted to get your thoughts on yesterday. Uh, and moreover, the attempt, and in my view, and I think a lot of people share this, to sanitize the events of 9-11-2001, wiping out the Islamic portion of the Islamic terror attack that was carried out 
Um, the New York Times, for example, tweeted that airplanes took aim at a building, or at buildings, I should say, and killed more than 2,000 people, neglecting to point out that there were Islamic terrorists at the controls of those airplanes, and the total was actually 3,000 people. They're trying to make sure that we do what we said we would never do, and that is forget the facts of 9-11. How concerned are you moving forward? You know, I think one of the lessons of human existence, of parenting, of being a child, of being in a family, being in a culture, being in a business, being on an athletic team, is what do you learn as the result of adversity? You know, your coach told you no pain, no gain. You know, in my commentary on colleges, I got my 15 minutes of fame by saying this is a university, it's not a daycare. In other words, I was suggesting that we need to grow up and learn from our mistakes, become adults, recognize that life is not easy, and that one of the good things about adversity, about pain, about the negatives of life is that you can learn something from it and become better. So what have we learned? What have we as a culture, as a nation, as a people learned from 9-11? Well, the mainstream media apparently has learned nothing. The left apparently has learned nothing. Rather than recognizing that competing world views result in very different consequences and that a free republic that's grounded in a constitution like ours has very different freedoms than is an Islamic state. Rather than talking about that, acknowledging that, and admitting that it was those competing worldviews and the negatives of Islam that led to the attacks of our country, and that we should learn from it, guard ourselves against it, teach our progeny why those truths are important, we have ignored them. We have whitewashed them. We have abandoned that lesson for the sake of inclusion and tolerance. We have whitewashed the whole event where we're now actually, it, it, in, in this crazy lunacy, we're arguing like we do for gun control, that it's the gun that kills rather than the person holding it, and that it's the plane that caused this atrocity rather than the worldview of the people behind the controls. Ideas matter. Ideas always have consequences, and apparently we have not learned that lesson. We want to continue to lie to ourselves. The media wants to continue to lie to the American people. Education, our schools, want to lie to our children and tell them that all ideas are equal and that we need to be inclusive rather than exclusive in terms of the American ideal. That is so very well said. And the last thing on this is, again, going to the faith part of this. They want to lie also and in, in suggest that all religions are equal. And while I won't sit here and just proclaim superiority as a Christian, uh, because some people yesterday when I pointed all of these things out on social media and I posted all kinds of graphic images of the carnage because I want people to know and I want younger generations who did not live through that or did not remember living through that because of their age. I wanted them to know. People have said to me, <clears throat> "Christian, uh, there are Christian extremists who do terrible things too. And the difference, Dr. Piper, for me is that they don't do it in the name of Christianity. There may indeed be Christians who have shot up places in some of these mass shootings, but they're not doing it while yelling, you know, Jesus Christ is Lord. The Islamic terrorists are doing this in the name of their faith. 
They're doing it because they feel ordered and compelled to do so by their prophet. And when the last thing that victims of Islamic terror hear is Allah Akbar, that tells us all we need to know, and the media cannot ignore that. Spot on. Spot on. When people bring up the stupid argument, well, Christians do bad things, too, or Christianity was responsible for the Crusades, or whatever, or Christianity and the Salem Witch Trials, or Christianity and the Inquisition. They bring up the negatives in Christian history, in Church history, and they ignore the fact that it is Christianity that corrected itself, because it was Christians who were faithful to the Word of God, faithful to the Bible. It was Christians who recognized that the Bible was being abandoned for the sake of political power and arrogance. It was Christianity that had the self-cleansing capacity. It was called the Reformation. It's called revival. It's called repentance. Christianity is the only worldview that has the ability to cleanse itself of those wrongs. Islam does not. Christianity does. So if you want to talk about Christian evils and the sins of Christians, bring it on. I'll point out to you the fact that Christianity is the only worldview that has the capacity to prove over and over again that it revives, it repents, it reforms, it cleanses itself because of the Bible. Dr. Everett Piper is my guest. Doctor, you referenced in your first uh, response to me your book, and you called it your 15 Minutes of Fame, which, by the way, is expanding and expanding and expanding as your reach and your message does, which is a glorious thing. Uh, you talked about uh, proclaiming this is a university, not a daycare. It was just an op-ed turned into your book, Not a Daycare, The Devastating Consequences of Abandoning Truth, and you have uh, expanded upon that or revisited the topic with your column in the Washington Times this past week. Uh, all over this country, we are seeing more and more examples of coddling kids, literally universities from the Ivy Leagues all the way on, you know, I won't say down because that, uh, <laughs> I don't, I do not want to give them the uh, air of superiority, but from the Ivies all across this country, uh, they are coddling. They are treating these children or these, uh, these adults, they're 18 and over, as if they are children in a daycare. And you gave some great examples in your piece this week. Oh, I said, basically, I started the piece by saying if the old axiom, is true, the axiom that says the best predictor of future behavior is always past behavior. Let's look at what we can predict will happen in our colleges and universities, our campuses across the land. Let's look at the past as a predictor of the future, of what's going to happen in the coming semester, in the coming year. We're going to see protests at Berkeley. We're going to see temper tantrums at Brown. We're going to see call for safe spaces at campus after campus across the land, whether it be the University of Wyoming, whether it be Baylor, whether it be Ohio Wesleyan, rather it be Christian universities such as the Northwestern University in St. Paul, Minnesota, which refuses to have Star Parker on its campus because Star Parker, as a conservative black woman who believes in personal responsibility and conservative solutions to, the, to America's problems, she is not permitted to speak on that campus because she's too divisive. We're going to see more and more of this crying and complaining and whining. We're going to see calls for personal pronouns to be honored that deny biological facts and misogynistic claims that men can degrade women by telling women that they're not even objectively real. We're going to see men take away the bathrooms of females, the sports and the scholarships of females, because they want to pretend and play dress-up. We're going to see this across the land in university after university. Why? Because they've abandoned truth. Truth is no longer the goal of the academy. Opinions will be propped up. Feelings trump facts. And people are actually paying for this. And then I concluded by saying this. 
we're going to have a crippled culture if we continue to coddle our kids in these campuses. My land, why do people pay for this? Uh, I also want to quote from your uh, article uh, toward the end as well. This is the, the kind of the point. This is the danger. And if they want to go and play these games on their campuses and it was limited to the campuses, that's one thing. But as you point out, quote, Today's law students and business majors will be tomorrow's judges and CEOs. The students who now want to ban Plato, Aristotle, Jefferson, and Jesus from college curricula will soon be tomorrow's teachers. The protesters you see in tonight's news will be the politicians you see in tomorrow's Congress. So it's what is done on those campuses. Like I said, it isn't limited there. If it was, you know, let them waste their money. But they do. They carry these ideas uh, into the real world, and they become the leaders of tomorrow. And where are they leading us? That is what is simply terrifying. Uh, Dr. Piper, let me ask you to uh, pause with me. We'll take a quick time out. You mentioned the personal pronoun part of this. I want to share something with you and get your reaction to that. <clears throat> Excuse me. As the science deniers on the left uh, continue to challenge uh, the basics of human biology, human physiology, and human anatomy. Uh, and uh, we'll talk about that as we continue on AM 1420, The Answer. It's the Bob France Authority here on AM 1420. The answer. That is a classic that came out a couple of years ago by Chad Prather and uh, Steve Mudflap McGrew. It's called Friends in Safe Spaces, a tremendous parody of Garth Brooks with Friends in Low Places. Dr. Everett Piper, we thought it would be appropriate uh, because of what we just discussed with the college campuses and how it relates to your book. Uh, and, And just to underscore what we are talking about, Dr. Piper, are you there? I am. Oh, I'm just hearing a lot of static in the background. I want to make sure we didn't lose you. Uh, to underscore the point of all of this, I just clicked on the YouTube version of the song that we just came back to. It's called "Friends in Safe Spaces," and you yeah. get and, and the first thing you see is a warning. It says this video may be inappropriate for some users, and you have to click the "I understand and wish to proceed" button in order to play this. It does not contain a profanity. It does not contain any racism. It does not contain any phobias that you hear of. It simply makes fun of safe space liberals, and it and it has earned the warning label from from YouTube. Isn't that exactly what you and I have been talking about? People are afraid to to even hear things that might challenge or differ from their own personal worldview. I, I did not know that. That is amazing, and you're spot on. What a perfect example of how crazy this leftist, liberal, progressive worldview has become. Anything that you don't like, anything that potentially offends, anything that challenges your thinking, which used to be called classical liberalism, is now worthy of a warning 
to tell you you might not want to watch it. Yeah, you, know, you might need to revert I, to your safe space because this song here makes fun of safe spaces. So you might need to go into your safe space rather than listen to this. So so just skip right on yeah. by. That, that's what they're... I, it's, and I didn't plan this, by the way, as part of our conversation. During the commercial break, my producer told me what song he was going to play coming back in, and I said, oh, I remember that one. It's a classic. So I went and pulled it up on YouTube, and I got this warning label saying, you might not like this. Unbelievable. Um, doctor, in the four minutes we have left, I want to pivot quickly. I'm going to spend 40 seconds playing something for you that'll kind of blow your mind. There is an organization called Now This, far-left organization existing mostly on social media, trying to change the way we talk and change the way we view things, no matter what science may say. Please listen. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Now This. Guys is a simple term. It could mean boys, or if you're modern, hip, it means people. At first glance, guys seems inviting, friendly, maybe warm, even comedic at times. But it, like many male default terms, should not be normalized as an all-encompassing phrase, innocent as it may seem. While we may understand the word means no real harm, with a deeper look, you'll understand that we've been ignoring the cognitive impact on women as well as gender non-conforming folks by only explicitly addressing the male-identifying individuals present. So, so again... If you say, hey, guys, to a group of people, which is obviously a standard non, it's really a gender neutral phrase. It just means everyone, you are being misogynistic. And moreover, you're being homophobic because you're not uh, recognizing women who might think they are guys or guys who might think that they are women. This is the insanity. Dr. Piper, go ahead. Uh, Where do you where do you go with this, Bob? And I think that's the question. (laughs) That's the question we should all be asking ourselves. Where do we go with this and where does it end up? What will the consequences be of this line of thought? If, if this, if this uh, effort at, at policing thought, at restricting language, at restricting communication prevails, what is next? What will be the next shoe to fall? Will we be told you can't criticize somebody who is trans species in their thinking? In other words, if they think they're a dog, are you going to have to refer to them as Fido? If they believe that they're a dragon like the guy in Texas believes, will you have to refer to him as Pete the Dragon rather than a human being? Will you have to hire him and allow him to pretend to be a dragon in your business? Will he be given civil rights protection and minority status because he thinks he's a dragon? Now, people may be laughing and thinking, oh, you're exaggerating. It'll never happen. Why? Why won't it happen when we have bought the lie of telling our culture, our kids, in our colleges, that your identity is nothing but the sum total of what you're inclined to do? It's the sum total of your feelings, and damn the facts. Facts don't matter anymore. It's just your feelings. So if you feel you're a dog, you're a dog. If you feel you're a female, you're a female. If you feel you're a dragon, you're a dragon, and you should have minority rights and privileges and protection as the result. What are we going to do when that is the next shoe to fall? And it will. It will, because logically it can't help but go there. 
Dr. Everett Piper laying it all out. You're 100% right. And, and that, that's the, the last thing you said is to me is the key. You know, don't ever think this can never happen. You're going too far. Did you would have, would you have thought 10 years ago that we would be forced or be told that we must address women as men, men as women? Would you have believed 10 years ago that there would be hot headlines and cover photos and magazines of bearded pregnant people? And we're talking about women who want to be men who literally are getting pregnant, and the headline is, male gives birth. Uh, it, it's not true, but it's what we're told we have to accept, so everything you just said is in play in the coming years. Dr. Everett Piper, thank you, my friend. It's uh, always a pleasure. Thank you for your... It is 1035. Thanks for being with us. Again, apologies for lack of uh, phone opportunities for you today. We've been very, very slammed with guests and very good people to talk to. Dr. Everett Piper, a former president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University. Uh, always enjoy the conversation with Dave Ray, who joined us from the Federation for American Immigration Reform. And joining us now to discuss something that we kind of timed up this way intentionally because I spent the entire program yesterday, as you know, doing my 9-11 memorial and commemorative broadcast, 18th, 17th Street year, that I've done that, of course, since this was the 18th anniversary of the attacks. Um, and we discussed at great length yesterday the attempts by the left, by education, by higher education in particular, uh, academia, and by, most importantly, the media, to sanitize the 9-11 attacks, to take out and remove the Islamic portion of Islamic terrorism. That is extremely important to understand and to fight back against, and it's why we want to talk to our next guest about what has been uncovered in the state of Michigan. Taxpayer-funded Islamic propaganda being forced on teachers, who will then, of course, be forced uh, to uh, put this uh, in their curricula to uh, to um, indoctrinate students. Joining us now is Robert Thompson. He is the president of the Thomas More Law Center. Joining us on AM 1420, The Answer, with information and analysis. Uh, Robert, good morning. Thank you for your time. How are you? Uh, fine, uh, Bob. The first name is Richard, not Robert. Oh. Uh, you know what? I knew it was Richard, and somebody wrote Robert on my call screen, and I went okay. with it. I apologize. No problem. Yeah. No problem. Because uh, our mutual, yeah, our mutual, mutual friend Dan Ramada uh, put us in touch, and uh, okay. uh, and and I really, uh, I really do appreciate you coming on, Mr. Thompson. So, <laughs> sure. Uh, now let's let's talk before we get into the specifics of what's going on up in Michigan, which is what uh, the uh, the Thomas More Law Center has has found. Uh, can you just maybe give a quick reaction to my introduction? Um, I found yesterday's coverage of the 9-11 terror attacks, the 18th anniversary, to be more, um, uh, like I said, more imbalanced, if you will, or more, uh, uh, I'm, I'm looking for the right term to describe how they are trying to sanitize intentionally part of an, of an Islamic uh, jihad. Uh, that, that The New York Times was the worst example of this, as they wiped out the Islamic terrorists and said that airplanes took aim. On their own, airplanes took aim at buildings and killed more than 2,000 people, is how they worded it. Did you find the same thing, or do you in our culture right now, that we are trying to remove the actual motivation for those attacks from our, uh, especially for, from uh, you know, our, our younger generations who were not alive to understand it at that time? Absolutely. In fact, if you, the uh, is a Muslim congresswoman, Ilhan Omar, basically said, when talking about the 9-11, she said some, uh, somebody did something to someone. That was about uh, all 
they uh, referred to. Yes, they're trying to remove um, the fact that Islam and Muslims were responsible for the attack on 9-11. And basically, uh, what I'm concerned with is probably what you're concerned with is that every 9-11 we have a ceremony uh, you know, commemorating that tragic and uh, horrendous situation. <clears throat> but that's about it. If we look at what else we do is that we have been caving in to the Muslims um, uh, day in and day out. They are taking over the country. Even though we may be uh, commemorating 9-11, the Muslims have decided that the best way that they can destroy us is not by flying uh, planes into uh, buildings, but by surreptitiously getting involved in our education system and all the, our other cultural institutions and slowly uh, make, uh, making Islam the dominant religion in, in America and making it into a Muslim nation. And um, so people have to not just celebrate 9-11 every year, but they have to realize that already uh, Muslims have uh, succeeded in many ways in which 9-11 could not. And that was when 9-11 occurred, Americans united as a people and uh you know fought islam we we men and uh and women of all ages dr dropped their jobs and enlisted in the military we saw flags flying on almost every home and on the businesses at that time there was a, a united effort to stop islam but over the years we seem to have lost our ardor in uh, defending our country even though we are sending troops in harm's way in Afghanistan and uh, Iraq and Syria and other places unknown at home we're welcoming them in to take over our country peacefully without firing a shot by uh, by what we call civilization jihad where they are taking over our institutions and not enough people first of all understand what Islam is and not enough people understand what, what, what uh, about what is going on, and that was one of the concerns we had with our um, uh, investigative report and the uh, findings that we made. And that was for a long time now. And then uh, in this Novi School District, uh, taxpayers were paying for. Let, let me pause you there, if I may, Richard, sure. uh, because I, I want to follow up on something you just said before we get into the school. Obviously, this is going to be a tough nine minutes that we have left together because I have three hours worth of questions for you and three hours. And I know, and I would listen to every word because what you're saying is so important and it is so deep, and we're going to have to dedicate more time to this in the future. But you just mentioned... <clears throat> that we were dedicated to uh, battling Islam and combating Islam after 9-11. There was a unifying force there, and now we have surrendered, essentially. And uh, you mentioned you know, we're allowing uh, them to infiltrate uh, uh, with their propaganda and ideas our schools, and also, of course, our government, our legislature. You referenced um, uh, Ilhan Omar, I call her Jihad Omar, and her partner Sharia Tlaib. They, these, these women, in particular Omar, who declared some people did something, did so in the context of this claiming that CARE, the Council on American-Islamic Relations, was founded after 9-11 because of national persecution of Muslims in this country. It is a lie. CARE had existed for a couple of decades prior to that, but immediately what she did was she changed the conversation from 
us being outraged at the Islamic terrorists who carried this out to not being allowed to criticize the Islamic terrorists who did this because it demonizes all Muslims or people of Islamic faith. And that's why we sit where we are now uh, with, with this essential takeover, this civilization jihad uh, happening right, right under our nose. Right. In fact, Sharia law now exists in many of our towns, universities, public schools, corporations, because Americans now have been uh, cajoled in uh, not being able to criticize Islam for fear of being called intolerant, bigoted. Uh, Corporations take uh, action uh, against employees who might make those kinds of statements. Americans are becoming afraid to criticize Islam as a religion whereas they don't have any problem criticizing Christianity at any time at the drop of a hat. That's Sharia law. That's a part of Sharia law. That is so important to recognize, because, I mean, it's, it's, yesterday it was just over the top. Don't recognize the Islamic part of this, because that makes you an Islamophobe. And if you're an Islamophobe, you're a bigot, et cetera, et cetera. You cannot, that's why President Trump, President Trump got in trouble for responding to attacks made against him because of the religion of Sharia Talib and Jihad Omar, because they are women of quote-unquote color, and because they are uh, Muslims, they are off limits for criticism. You can't fight back, you can't criticize them, or you're an Islamophobe and you end up being the bad guy. And 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 after 9-11, for crying out loud, we know who the bad guys are, and we're not allowed to identify them anymore. Sorry about the rant, but this is well, a no, very you're absolutely thing. right. It's not a rant. It's a, a fact that more and more people have to say. We have to mobilize the American uh, citizen, most of whom I would say are patriotic citizens, but they don't know what's going on, and they're uh, and they're cajoled, they're threatened uh, to keep quiet. In the meantime, allowing uh, Islam to gain more and more authority. You know, they have a plan. They have a plan to. Uh, by 10, uh, 15 years, they have up to 30 congressmen in, uh, in, in Congress. Just think what that will do. You know, they're, they're sitting on very uh, important subcommittees like Armed Forces and all the other subcommittees. They can do a lot of damage. Uh, they can make people compromise our national security just to get their vote. So it is a process that is increasing and ex- expanding, um, and part of it is our political leaders. You know, we had President Bush, we had President Obama saying uh, many times, Islam is a religion of peace. They keep on repeating that, even though history shows otherwise. For 1,400 years, Islam has been fighting uh, mortal combat with Christians. They've tried to take over Europe several times. Uh, their whole history is based upon warfare. And yet we have politicians who say Islam is a religion of peace, flying in the face of history and the facts. Yeah, and America... It's, it's not a religion at all. It, it's a political movement is what it is. And, and if people want to deny the peaceful part or the warfare part, again, just look at the history of the prophet that started it all. Listen to his words, read his writings, look at his actions, and tell me that this is based on or founded on a religion of peace. Um, we're talking with uh, Richard Thompson. He is the president and chief legal counsel, or chief counsel, rather, of the Thomas More Law Center. So um, let, let's get to the educational part of this up in Michigan. That's the main reason we had you on, and I apologize for de- uh, distracting 
distracting you from that. Well, no, it's what you were saying is very important. It's a part of what we were talking about as well. We found that uh, once we did some Freedom of Information Act requests on this one city, we found that over 400 teachers were forced to attend a seminar where this uh, Muslim um, consultant wearing a hijab basically for two days um, glorified Islam, disparaged Christianity, and bashed America, as I said, all funded by uh, the the city's taxpayer. And uh, what was most disappointing to me was the fact that none of these uh, teachers challenged this consultant on some of the outrageous and deceptive statements that she made. Um, you know, she basically said that the uh, Koran is uh, superior to the Bible. The Bible has been corrupted. She said uh, Islam is a religion of peace. She said uh, uh, America is guilty of cultural genocide, n- n- forgetting to mention, uh, purposely, of course, that uh, for 400, 1,400 years, Islam has engaged in uh, actual genocide, slaughtering millions of Christians and other minority religions in the Middle East, Africa, European, the European continent. She forget, forgot to mention that Mohammed, who uh, founded uh, Islam, was a, a a military leader. Right. In his life, he fought, you know he fought six, 60 or sixty three uh, wars of offense against others who did not. Could, uh, capitulate to his uh, newly found religion. So, if, for us to say uh, that uh, Islam uh, is a religion of peace, and for sadly, a lot of Christians are buying, and Christian pastors are buying into this, and they're having these interfaith dialogues where they think they're really going to convince uh, Muslims and Muslim clerics to all at once find common ground with Christians. That's like. Uh, petting a tiger to think that it's going to become a pussycat. These, uh, you're not going to change Islam. Islam has existed for 1,400 years. A thousand years ago, some people tried to reform it, and they got uh, shut down. And since then, there has been no, uh, no ability to reform Islam because, number one, they say that the Quran is the unalterable word of Allah. You can't change it. And there's attempts by... Uh, people that think they're going to reform Islam, and uh, if we buy into that, it's not going to work, because Islam is not going to change. They're here on earth to establish a worldwide caliphate. That has not changed. Their tactics may. When they find out that they can't defeat our uh, military on the battlefield, they just switched tactics and said, okay, we're now going to be involved in civilization jihad. We're going to take over their cultural institutions. We're going to dominate their political institutions. And we already see the congresswomen um, who, you know, took their oath of office on the, with their hands on the Quran. We see the Palestinian flag behind them. Uh, we see... Uh, uh, Maps with Israel marked, uh, uh, wiped out with a sticky note. Uh, we have the Attorney General Ellison in uh, Minnesota, who basically is now going after Christian parents who are trying to fight against the Islamic propaganda in their schools. So slowly they're gaining a foothold. Slowly they have the you know, they have a coalition of the mainstream media that's supporting them. Uh, you know, you cannot criticize Islam. And as you no. mentioned before, you know, it's no longer Muslim terrorists flying planes 
into the World Trade Center. It's planes that aim themselves into the World Trade Center. Yeah, that's what the New York Times said yesterday in their tweet that they had to delete after outrage was uh, uh, sent their way. Uh, Richard Thompson is my guest from the uh, Thomas More Law Center. You and I are already going to be branded as... um, hate mongers and bigots and Islamophobes just for having this very conversation. Uh, and that's what they want. They want people afraid to say this, afraid to do this, afraid to bring it up in public forums. And that's exactly why it's so important that we do it, because we know what we're doing and why we are doing it. It's not bound in hatred. It's bound in security. Uh, and and last thing, I'll, uh, because we got, we're out of time here, but uh, Mr. Thompson, it's great that the Thomas More Law Center found this information out about this this uh, conference and this propaganda filling the ears of 400 Michigan teachers. Um, but now, where does it go? It, it, will your organization, will the Law Center follow up with curricula in Michigan, find out what these 400 teachers are doing with their newfound indoctrination, how they're putting it into the minds of, uh, of American school children? Right. Well, first of all, uh, because of our uh, information, a lot of uh, Novi citizens now are starting to ask questions of the school board, Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm sure they're not going to do that again. But what we've also found out is that this is going uh, all across the United States. Schools uh, in California, Florida, Texas already have the same kind of um, effort being made to propagandize the teachers. There's There are organizations out there, Islamic organizations, whose sole goal is to infiltrate the schools, change uh, the curriculum, under the guise of saying there's too much Islamophobic uh, going on in your schools. Uh, you have to be a diverse, multicultural school. Muslims are being uh, bullied, and they use this as a wedge to get into the school system. They actually say, you know, we have to be fighting uh, Christian privilege, and that because there is Christian privilege, uh, the schools have to take active steps to advocate on behalf of Muslims and Muslim students. So they're using this as a way, multiculturalism, diversity, as a way to insinuate themselves into the school system, propagandize the teachers, the teachers then go out and then propagandize the, the students. The students then believe that Islam is a religion of peace and tolerance and should not be anything that we should be afraid of. In the end result, it is that our constitution, constitutional republic will not survive. Richard Thompson, again, President and um, Chief Legal Counsel for the Thomas More Law Center. Uh, we're going to have to have you on for a longer period of time because we just scratched the surface of so many of those issues that were presented uh, in Novi there and uh, and, and also uh, in general in terms of the media's sanitization of the attacks of Islamic uh, terrorists against this country. But for today, I really appreciate you coming on, sir, shining a spotlight on what your organization did find, and we will follow up. Well, thank you very much for having me on your program. It, it's an honor and a privilege. Thank you. Richard Thompson, president of the Thomas More Law Center. We went long. It's 1054. Quick time out. Back with a quick ending on AM 1420, The Answer. Bob France, here on AM 1420, The Answer. Yes, indeed. Uh, it's a very, very short final segment here. Just about a minute and a half for you. Uh, great conversation with Richard Thompson. Extremely important work that he and the Thomas uh, More Law Center are doing. You really need to check that out. I will tweet a link 
to the story that we were just discussing up in Michigan because it has imp- an impact on literally every other state as well. Uh, make no mistake about it, this is a very, very widespread attempt to uh, spread propaganda and um, uh, and uh, indoctrinate teachers and thus students going forward all across this country. Uh, I want to wrap it up with a couple of uh, reminders. Do not forget about November 21st. It is the War for America's Soul. On stage with me on the 21st will be the brilliant Hugh Hewitt, the equally brilliant Dr. Sebastian Gorka, Peter Kersenow, our friend from the uh, um, Civil Rights Commission. We will all be on stage at the Holiday in Rockside in Independence on November 21st. Get your tickets now. Don't wait. Get them now at whkradio.com. Why? Because they will go fast, especially the VIP dinner table tickets. If you want to sit with Dr. Gorka at his table, or Hugh Hewitt, or Peter Kersenow, or at my table, those tickets are the first ones to go. Then you can get general VIP tickets for the dinner and general admission tickets. But get them now at whkradio.com. One other quick programming note. Tomorrow night, High school football game of the week. It's going to be a great one in the Great Lakes Conference. Bay Rockets, the Bay Rockets hosting the Illyria Catholic Panthers, and yes, my son. Uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, uh, that game and uh, the broadcast as well. So make sure you tune in the game of the week at 7 o'clock tomorrow, Illyria Catholic at Bay. They shared the conference championship last year, uh, so uh, it's kind of like the score settler tomorrow. So uh, it should be a great game between the 2-0 Panthers and the 1-1 Bay Rockets. Uh, that's it. It's all the time we've got. Thanks for being a part of the show. Stay where you are. Mike Gallagher is coming up next. We'll be back tomorrow with a free-for-all Friday edition of the Bob France Authority. Have a great day. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 